Welcome everyone. I'm here uh, sitting on, on Rob's uh, brown couches with him. And uh, over to you, Rob. Stu, good to talk and uh, welcome everyone. We spoke last episode about um, connecting with the body um, during times of COVID and paying attention to the effects of stress and anxiety on the body. And um, I think I managed to convince you of its importance. Um, and uh, again, just to underscore that and to say it's a really useful place to start because anxiety, like all emotion, is felt in the body. It has an energy impact on us. Um, for those of us who are South Africans and for anyone who's followed the news, it's been a grotty time for us of late. Um, young and old, um, things have been stressful. Things have been topsy-turvy, turbulent, all over the place. And so now in particular for South African families, I think it's so important to give young people a chance just to think about where they're at physically, what it's been like for them, the impact of some distressing, uh, unsettled times on them. Um, how, what's it felt like for them? And to again do an inventory or a stock take, if you like, of where they are at the physical level. Even if folk are going through, you know, the, all the chopping and changing of COVID and the stresses and anxieties around school and social life. Um, I want to say that on the physical level, um, when it comes to anxiety, um, my goal is not really to help a person who's very anxious become completely unanxious. So when our children are tense, when our children are distressed, um, it would be nice if we were able to make them go from distressed to calm but I think that that takes time. I don't think that it happens in a one-off conversation. It may not happen for the better part of a day. Um, I think rather at the physical level, what I'm looking for us to do is to help our child get his head above the water physically, just to get a sense of being regulated. So we don't want to give children the impression that anxiety is bad and that you shouldn't be feeling that way. So when we're tense, we're tense. And it's tough to say, well, I'm going to do some breathing or I'm going to relax my body and now it's gone. It doesn't work like that. Really, it's about bringing it down a few notches, getting the confidence that we can contain it, if you like. And that's really the goal that I'm looking for. As a practitioner, I can't really say to an anxious person, I will show you how to be... Um, beautifully calm, serene. That's not a realistic goal. Um, and they would be right to be annoyed with me because I can't do that. But I can show an anxious person how to feel more in control, more, if you like, um, on top of that uncomfortable feeling that they may be carrying for the rest of the day. So I think that's an important thing for us to concede that you can't chase anxiety away very easily. It can dissipate over time, maybe a bit like a puddle that's been left after the rain and then the sun bit by bit, you know, works, does its work, its magic on that puddle and the puddle evaporates. Maybe that's more realistic when it comes to the effects of anxiety. Um, so that's something that I want um, all of us to know. The goal is not to chase it away, the goal is to help young people um, get their head above the water.
And so, Rob, you know, last time you spoke about getting a, a child to understand where they're feeling and what's going on in the body and so forth. Do you then go from there, and you know, as what you're talking about now, and and help them start to think about what they can do about that, or how do you? Yes, that's right. So again, as a backdrop, I'm saying I want the child to connect with his body, and also that we are connecting. We're talking about something. So again, for parents, when we talk with our kids about these, even that hearing our voice, to be honest, I mean, as a parent. Um, you know, we can put our hands on their shoulders or on their back, give their backs a rub. Those, that kind of tactile reassuring, that soothing um, is a big deal. Um, uh, kids of all ages um, do, when they're distressed, want to draw close to us. You know, they do appreciate a hug. Younger kids will be more than happy to come and cuddle when they're upset and distressed. And so being held at that physical level, um, the warmth that we provide, the soothing that helps them to calm, that helps them to to regulate. So, the interaction itself does do its own kind of special magic. Um, even before we get to psychological strategies, if you like. So, simply talking with the uh, with the child, as well as obviously the physical contact, is a really big deal, um, and uh, and it means a lot to children. Maybe obviously so. Um, but of course, we also want to skill our kids for the worlds out there. Um, you know, what about when we're not there? What about at night? I mean, beyond a point, we don't want to, to, you know, spend the whole night with them in bed. So we can do that in crises times or when our kids are really young. But beyond a point, either they don't want to be with us <laughs> overnight or, or we're starting to say, hang on a minute, this is past its sell-by date. So how do they self-soothe? be it late at night or be it during the course of the day. Um, and typically from a sort of psychology wisdom, one of the things that people go to, I mentioned this last time, is the breathing. And breathing is a big deal. So the idea would be um, during the course of the day, if a child notices that he's feeling really tense, really anxious, the first thing I'd want him to do is to wriggle his shoulders and drop them into a kind of a coat hanger shape. So instead of being um, raised a few millimeters, lifted up in almost sort of soldier form, I'd say to him, watch that because that's what we do when we're feeling um, alarmed, worried about something. Um, drop your shoulders deliberately. Um, almost imagine, if you like, hanging your shoulders on a coat hanger and I sometimes get the kids to draw a coat hanger and point out that, look, those, the arms of the coat hanger go down. That's how your shoulders are supposed to be. And once the shoulders are down in that, in that form, then the person is able to breathe from the diaphragm. And as a parent, I would put my hand just below my child's rib cage and say, this is where I'm wanting you to take nice, soft breaths from. I'm wanting you to to slow your breathing down, that's an important one because very often when we're tense, we breathe quite quickly. And then importantly, according to some of the recent studies, the out-breath matters a lot because it seems as though we breathe out in more, more, in more sort of shorter bursts when we're tense. So you want the person to have a kind of an even soft in-breath and then an even soft out-breath. Um, accentuating, if you like, in a soft way, not a forced way, um, that out-breath so that they get used to 
the rhythm of normal healthy um, diaphragm breathing and we can I think play around with that um, everyone's got a different lung capacity I'm wanting my children to get their way of calm breathing if you like so again starting at the shoulders and then moving down um, to that breathing so perhaps when they're standing in a queue um, when they're getting ready to go into class or at any moment where they are carrying tension and they're aware of it they can wriggle their shoulders and drop their uh, their breathing down and maybe for 10 or, or 15 breaths take some nice contained breaths I won't say to them at that point oh brilliant now you're no longer anxious that's not the point the point would be that they are a little less anxious and a little more contained and they've got a sense of some control over something that can be a bit of a runaway fire so that's a really useful one um, obviously keeping busy um, getting engaged in tasks when kids are busy in class with classwork or when they are busy playing or talking with us or engaged in things we sort of forget to worry so it's particularly those in-between moments where worry seems to strike um, times when all of us aren't engaged um, and focused on something else we, we get more anxious so it's for those moments that I want a person to to just check in with their bodies and see what's going on there again what I might do if a child was really battling is write a note on a piece of paper shove it in their top pocket and they can feel it sort of crinkling against their chest and when they feel that note i might just write on there love you lots or i think you rock or so proud of you it doesn't matter what i write on there but that note from dad when they feel it i'd say to them when you notice or remember you've got that note in your pocket just check your shoulders for me you know do a quick body check and make sure you're breathing in a way that isn't making the adrenaline get worse not better so that would be important through the day and then at night I also want them to do that breathing because it's a really good way for them to to regulate so at night when they are um, in the process of drifting off to sleep we hope fingers crossed um, a good thing for them to do is to pay attention to their breathing um, um, if they're able to if they're old enough to think about that or we could I suppose for younger kids make them think about a raggedy Andy doll or a raggedy Ann doll and maybe practice making their bodies soft and loose and limp like a doll that maybe they have or they've read about or a picture of a raggedy doll I don't know if those things are still in fashion but something that emphasizes you know softness and looseness of limbs and imagining breathing like that doll or that teddy bear or whatever character that they happen to have around so I think as parents we can use our imagination um, for younger kids using symbols toys images and then the older kids helping them understand the physiology of it and becoming equipped becoming if you like self-empowered at this uh, physical level again the goal is not to go from a score of 10 out, 10 out of 10 anxiety to naught but maybe we can start to learn how to go from 10 or 9 to maybe 7, 6 and feel just a little cooler in the engine room. Such fantastic stuff, Rob. Um, really, really helpful. And I think uh, one thing that, that springs to my mind is um, I, uh, talking about a raggedy doll or, you know, that sort of limp feeling, uh, I had an amazing experience a number of years ago where I did a body scan uh, for myself, uh, you know, meditation guided meditation body scan 
And um, it was through that that I realized that I was clenching my jaw. I hadn't realized it up to that point. And so I would get this pain in my neck, uh, you know, after a day, you know, a, a stressful day or, or whatever. And I wasn't sure what it was. And it turned out to be actually my jaw was clenched a lot during the day. And um, so I suppose for each of us, there's, a, there's, there's different things that, that our bodies do and, and sort of helping that sort of limp idea of actually like finding a way to just scan your body and to calm it, like try and soften it and calm it and then to breathe after that. Uh, is, yeah, I found it such a helpful thing for myself. And certainly I then try and talk about it with my kids, about what I do and what I've learned and realized. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely, Stu. So again, it's around us becoming self-aware, connecting with our bodies, doing that body scan. Um, and again, for parents, watch your child. How does he or she self-soothe? That we, Kids do have ways, um, whether it's that they take hold of a certain body part or they tap their feet in a certain way. I've had anxious kids climb under tables, under chairs, just as a way of containing themselves. Um, how do they do that? Look out, watch the way they watch the way they hold their bodies, their postures, look at their facial muscles, look and see what they do um, and pay attention to those muscle groups. The jaws are, is a very good example of, 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 a, of a site that we send tension. There are others in the body. Let's have a look and see where do our kids habitually tense up and here's the thing without them knowing it until now. Thanks, Rob. I think it's a, it's really good stuff. And I think it's stuff that we can all think about this week for ourselves and for our kids.